Hello. Hello. Welcome back to our podcast, The Once, the Once Over. Over. It's a podcast where we talk about movies. So many movies. Yeah. So many, of, many times. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of movies. And there are a lot of podcasts that talk about movies. We're not the only one, far from it. But we review movies that we've just finished watching two seconds ago. Once they're over, we uh, we talk about them. We give them and I'm Jason. I'm Judy. And uh, what did we just watch? We just watched Alien Covenant. Oh my God, that's right. We yeah. just watched that. We just did that. We just made that choice. Um, oh boy. Was it a good <laughs> choice? Was it a good choice, Judy? Well, I think we're committed at this point because the first episode of The Once Over was we watched the original Alien. That's right. And you hadn't seen that movie before. Yeah, I had never seen any of these before. So this has Words. been like an important journey. Yeah, because then we watched Aliens, which you yeah. also hadn't seen, and I'd seen like a billion times. And then we watched Prometheus, which again, I'd seen too many times, even though I don't like it, and you'd never seen it. Why would you and, watch the movie more than once? <laughs> I, I don't. I, You know, and then I've, I've seen Alien Covenant maybe three times now. And I think every time I watch it, I watch it hoping it will be a different movie. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie, first of all, really fucked itself over by having like a teaser trailer featuring people who aren't in this movie. Like, Are you talking about the, the Last Supper? Yeah. Or? Yeah, whatever that was, I watched that little thing before watching this movie. And this was like a year ago. And I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I can see more of the characters in that little Last Supper clip that they had. Yeah, so that's a clip in which you're introduced to all the main, sorry, not the main characters, but all the characters in the movie who are having their dinner before they go into cryosleep uh, at the start of the mission yeah. uh, to go colonize this far off planet. And there's where you actually meet like the captain played by James Franco. And yeah. it's established that everyone on the ship is a couple. Um, you get to yeah. see some little back and forth between the characters. You get to, you get the sense that like the, the, second in command and and his wife don't really like the Tennessee character and his wife um so there's there's all these little character beats none yeah. of which are in the movie and I, and I wish I actually would like to watch that little thing again but I remember watching it um a year ago or something or more like when this like before this movie I think this movie was out at that point I can't remember because it does it is from 2017 yeah so and then it's old I think that came out just before the movie. It was a sort of like, um, I think everyone just thought it was like the opening of the movie, but that scene is not in the movie at all. And, and so it it's- should the, be the opening of the movie. It should be. Like, it makes no sense that that's not in the movie. Well, okay. So I, I this movie has multiple it. openings. This movie opens several times yeah. because I don't think they knew what kind of movie they wanted to make. And getting back to your point about how it sort of, you know, shot itself in the foot trying to be a sequel to Prometheus, but trying to pretend like Prometheus didn't happen um, or, or not that it didn't happen, but not trying to pick up directly where Prometheus left off. Like it was almost yeah. like there was a lot of, um, and I count myself among this, a lot of negative fan reaction that came out 
uh, against Prometheus after the movie was released, like, um, you know, and people really, it was a divided fan base about that movie. And I think, the, I think that, um, well, and so I think that kind of scared Fox and that also kind of um, scared Ridley Scott. And so they were like, okay, people aren't responding well to this new franchise we're trying to create. Let's just go back. That's why the, the, the word alien is in the title of this movie. Um, I think originally it was supposed to be like Paradise Lost or something. No, equally. no, no. I, I looked this up and it was actually supposed to be called um, Alien. Uh, oh, it's, you know what? I'm so sorry. I feel stupid because I just looked this up and I forgot. But it had two, it had two different titles. So originally, weirdly enough, it was going to be called just the working title was Prometheus 2. But then right. it was supposed to be called Alien Engineers. Okay. No, I also sorry, the- I'm totally incorrect. Alien Engineers was the original title of Prometheus. Okay. And then this was supposed to be Prometheus 2 slash Alien Covenant. Okay. Yeah, so it was like, so anyways, they got scared and they were like, okay, let's abandon Prometheus and we'll kind of restart this. We won't carry over any of the characters except for David. Um, I mean, there was only one other character. Um, and, and so it's like this movie kind of wants to start fresh and be its own thing that's also trying to connect with Alien, uh, you know, from 1979. And it just creates this weird identity crisis for this movie where it's not really a sequel to Prometheus and it's not really a prequel to Alien. Is it meant to be a prequel to Alien? Um, Well, so Ridley Scott had talked about originally wanting to do just one movie uh, that would have been, you know, the Prometheus movie that would have ended where Alien began. And so he was oh. like, well, we're going to go right into the end, uh, right in the beginning of Alien at the end of this of this movie. Um, and they then that became, oh, well, we're going to make three movies where that's the end of the third movie. And you're just sort of like, There's gonna be why? Another one? They're, so they're I, I don't know anymore because um, because of the Disney merger with Fox, mm-hmm. we don't know what the future of this of this franchise is but so you have this this movie that i don't really understand what it's trying to do and what it's trying to be um well it starts with a scene with david talking to his creator wayland um who's guy pierce from the original prometheus that you if you don't really know prometheus all that well you wouldn't even recognize him because he's not wearing old man makeup in this. So you kind of need someone to explain to you well, what you're yeah, looking I at. Kind of, I vaguely remember because he's wearing old man makeup in this, but he's wearing even more old man makeup in Prometheus. Yeah. Like you're, th- we're, so this scene at the beginning of the movie takes place before Prometheus. Like yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. the it's the sort of uh, inception of of David. It's the the time he was first started, and I I guess it's to set up that there was always this kind of conflict between David and human authority, that he was always kind of resistant and sort of picking up on the fact that he was superior to them, and already starting to wonder why am I making myself subvert uh, subservient to this race. Um, if I'm not going to die and they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I get that. I think to be honest, like the, this movie had one clear message to put out and I understood it. And it was like, even though I didn't 
really care for much of what was happening or understand it for the most part. I get that it's all about um, David's idea of like identity and speciesism and like, you know, he, he even says it in this movie, like humans are already dying out. They shouldn't have a second chance. Like they shouldn't be able to start over. And I'm a superior being because I can't die, but I also can't create, like as in he can't procreate. Mm -hmm. And that's his whole conflict. So he's like, okay, well, I see a perfect solution here. I'm not going to let the, like the dumb, weak humans who have killed themselves essentially repopulate another planet. I'm just going to create my own. I'm going to be mother and father or whatever. Like that's, that's how I saw his, like that, that message was very clearly presented in this movie. So like I kind of commend this movie for that because Prometheus doesn't have as clear of a message. Like that yeah. go all over the place. I, I think this movie is less frustrating to watch than Prometheus. Hmm. Um, I think I it, it, less frustrating. It, it definitely has, like it has a beginning, middle and an end. I just wonder why they make it such a mystery like so david who was one of the main characters in the in prometheus doesn't show up in this movie until like 50 minutes in or something um and then we don't really realize that it's him i mean you you know it's him but you don't it's not revealed that it's him until like 55 minutes to an hour into Mm -hmm. this movie and then we have an hour left like there isn't much time left once this is made clear and so it 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 both feel the movie feels very slow and very <laughs> and fast. fast. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this. We were like, everything's moving really fast, but also nothing has happened. <laughs> like I, I actually timed it because I wanted I wanted to know for my own personal edification, it takes them half an hour to get to the planet. Mm-hmm. And then another half hour to get to the the necropolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever so you know you can see like the the acts i think it's a four act uh movie playing out but the first act doesn't actually set up any of the things it needs to set up it's true like in the first bit of the movie you really just see like um captain branson die everyone's sad you're kind of ex- you're kind of establishing the fact that the new captain doesn't really have the respect and authority like over the rest of them like that yeah. whole thing, you know, that whole thing is fine, but you also, it's confusing to me to see the introduction of Walter because I'm like, oh, it's David. Wait, he's American. I'm so confused. Like it, yeah. that, it, that is not made clear. Like I think maybe a little bit of explanation about how he is a new and improved model over previous models um, could have been beneficial because at this point, this is like the third time in an alien movie or fourth time in an alien movie We've essentially seen uh, a synthetic being on a ship where like people are trying to get used to him and people are like maybe mistrusting him. And like, we didn't really get any of that in the beginning of this, but maybe it's because he's different than the rest of them. Maybe, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by the, by the idea that the new iterations of David slash Walter are more like machines than humans. Like, yeah, is interesting. Because yeah, and I mean, they do talk about that towards the end of the movie where he's he has this exchange with David, basically, where he says all that, like, you know, I was made to be less 
creepy than you because you were way too idiosyncratic and people were just totally fucking creeped out by you which was even something you were saying you were like oh my god david is so creepy in this movie like why would anyone ever trust him um yeah so so okay that that conflict between the the captain who's suddenly thrust into this leadership position i thought that was interesting i thought the the way that he's trying to overcompensate for being uh perceived as incompetent um because of his religion i thought that was interesting that he was like overly rational and trying to be overly logical to the extent that he was actually putting the mission in jeopardy because he was like oh there's this viable planet that's two weeks away which is better um, because then we'll use less resources and people will be more happy to get to this planet sooner than going to the planet that we had planned to go to, which is eight years away. Um, But only one character in the movie rightly points out that that's the stupidest thing you could ever do because if you've trained for one planet and all of your calculations are based on getting to that planet, why why would you you go to another one? depart course to go to this strange unknown alien planet you have and she even says we have no idea what the fuck's down there and he's just like it's okay we're gonna go yeah and it is pretty silly and there's always in, in all of these space movies there's always some big argument in the beginning about like this basically exact thing yeah and this happens as well in the original alien where like they're arguing about the whole quarantine protocols and I just like constantly shake my head at these movies because I'm just like, aren't you Whoa. trained to actually do things like in a way that makes sense? Like, why are you so dumb? So so in Alien, I thought, you know, again, it's a very perfunctory opening as well. But there, um, I think that was kind of the point. It's that it's a routine operation. And then so there isn't really any stakes to them going down and investigating the signal because they're like, whatever, we're we're a freighter truck, let's oh. just do it. And when the android tells them, if you don't do it, you're going to lose all your money. And so they're like, okay, like the stakes aren't that high, let's just go investigate, whatever. But in this case, they I don't understand why they would jeopardize the whole colony, the entire mission on let's just go see what's out there they're not explorers they are they are colonists and so i just i i just don't understand any logic in which that makes sense anyway so that that all happens um and then they go down to the planet they don't send a probe they don't send a probe down because that would be a smart thing to do they don't go down wearing suits and masks and and all of these quarantine protocols they're walking around getting super close to plants and shit without wearing like face shields of any kind yeah they and and they they also but they the weird thing is is the script goes out of its way to say i'm going to do they have a character who says oh i'm going to do like life analysis on the planet to see you know what's going on here and whether it's like hospitable and safe and stuff and i'm like why are you doing all of this without a suit like and and then sure enough they get infected with 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 pathogens and then all of a sudden they're like oh we need to initiate quarantine protocols and i'm just like how do you do how how do you have quarantine protocols for after you get sick but not to prevent it also if you're a spacefaring colony like you would know this you would know to do this you would not have done this yeah. um you would not have sent six people down you would have sent a, a, at least two and and your synthetic or you would have just sent your synthetic to investigate because yeah. your synthetic can't get infected and also what is the deal with people always bringing a crew member infected by an alien life form back into the ship like yeah what why does that happen in every single one of these movies 
And the, the, so, okay, so they, they land on the planet and two people get infected and they try to, they bring one of them back to the ship and um, he bleeds everywhere and is violently ill and is uh, vomiting up blood. And the, the, ca- the pilot character who had otherwise up to that point been very capable and very oh, calm and, and collected. Totally yeah. Yeah. It's even in the midst of a very chaotic storm um, mm-hmm. while she's piloting in and is basically like, leave me alone. Don't, don't, don't do anything. Um, because uh, of the infection she completely loses her mind and she panics shit. like yeah in, in a way that was just a complete like I, I i i also don't like when people watch a movie and say oh that's so stupid i would have done this differently mm-hmm. but i just thought it was very inconsistent for this character they try to show her being competent and capable and then they go completely in the other direction and show her to be utterly panicked and yeah. to the extent that she's just firing randomly into the ship she and makes blows the it up ship explode into flames yeah because like she just does everything wrong she panics she's crying she's hysterical she locks another crew member in the in the med bay with one of, like on purpose like it's not yeah. like, it's, it's not a situation where um they're both, you know, running out and she shuts the door or anything. Like she leaves her in there for a very long time, like enough time for that alien to hatch out of that other guy while she's yeah. begging to be let out. Like she, that made no sense to me. And well, like, I, I was frustrated watching that. I was just like, why don't you just let her I out? mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not, and I, the music is very effective in, in it's kind of just droning on. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh man, this, this is like, and this is tense because this the the situation keeps escalating but at the same time i was like this is also frustrating because the only reason why the situation is escalating is because the characters are behaving stupidly like they're only in this mess because they didn't bring proper equipment they're only in this mess because she locked the door and didn't let the other girl out they're only in this mess because she just started firing Firing randomly all over the ship and, and she's also a pilot who knows all about this ship so she would presumably know which parts of the ship are highly flammable because they make a point of letting you know uh, in a, an establishing shot that these things are explosive so that you know why they exploded yeah. all of this goes out the window so that you can have this scene of like oh no this is really bad they're in a lot of trouble like for me i just get frustrated watching this because i'm like this didn't need to happen this way yeah like, there's it's not, it's not alien where the guy goes down and you can kind of understand why he's a little bit cavalier about it because he's wearing a suit he's got the glass shield on so he's like oh you know it'll i mean i would have also assumed okay it's gonna hit the the glass if anything happens and i'll be fine and and it eats through the glass immediately and so you're like okay like fine you know i'm willing to suspend my belief for that yeah, at least that makes a little bit more sense than what happens here because like they just, I mean, if we ignore the fact that they just like made a lot of stupid moves, um, brought someone back in, explode everything, whatever. From that point on, it it's like the whole time I'm watching this movie, it's like, is this movie about aliens or about the crew or is it about David? Like- it, I don't know. It, it just- because we talked about this an hour in, we were both just like, we don't even really know what's going on. Like, we don't know how, and, and this, I, what it's about. 
I think this points to the identity crisis because I think all of these various strands are interesting in their own regard. I think it would have been interesting to have Prometheus 2. I think it would have been interesting to have this standalone movie where you have these colonists that go to the wrong planet and get totally destroyed by it. Um, and then also this other movie that is supposed to be a prequel to Alien. And that's why you have all of this alien stuff going on yeah. in the movie. I, and I just don't think any of this was woven together very skillfully um, in, in this movie. And, and I think it's, it suffers as a result, because as you said, we're an hour into the movie and you were even asking, who is this person that just died? Or who is this person who's talking? And I'm, and I'm like, having seen it three times, I'm like, I actually don't know. And I was looking for this character in the beginning of the movie because I was like, oh yeah, I know that that, that that person is going to have this thing happen to them. And I couldn't find them and I couldn't understand who they were related to because everyone is a couple. So I'm like, okay, the guy that gets infected in the first instance, who's his partner? And we never see their that we partner never, react. We literally to... never see that character before that scene. Like, yeah. and there's also this blonde guy who has no lines. And who, I don't even know what happened to him. Did I I was again, I was watching for it. Did he die somehow? I what don't happened? remember. He just, he just, I saw him. Um, at the beginning and then I just didn't see him anymore and I don't know why <laughs> I so it's just it's kind of baffling and it kind of makes it hard to be engaged because I think one of the strengths of Alien and um, not that the characters were super well written but there was seven of them and you knew who they were you yeah, knew what was yeah, going like- on I understand that it makes sense in a movie to not give everyone equal screen time, but don't have 15 crew members if you're not even going to show all of them. Because what happens is that you might catch one of them in a shot and audiences will be confused (laughs) because they've never seen them before. So like only have like eight or something, as many as you can actually establish. You don't even have lines. This is this is uh, crucial. Also, okay, going back to the identity crisis, I don't know if this movie is supposed to be a horror movie or um, an action movie or an adventure movie. Yeah, like, I know, I know. It's not scary um, until the part where the infection happens um, and, and everything is going on. And that's not, you know, that's neither here nor there, but like the atmosphere in Alien, maybe that's an unfair comparison, but in the original one, you're like, oh shit, don't go down to that planet. This is really spooky because all this weird stuff is happening. In this one, you're like, okay, yeah, go down to the planet. I wouldn't go down there because I that doesn't make any sense why you would go down there. But I never got the sense of like, I mean, you know that this is going to be the end of them because it's an yeah. alien movie, but it, you know what I mean? The movie doesn't give you any like, I, this sounds stupid, but like there's no signposts of like, oh, you know, I was, I heard about a ship that went on and explored a random planet and this bad stuff happened to them. Like they could talk about the last time somebody did that, it was the Prometheus and look what happened to them. We don't know. Like establish some of the mystery of space exploration so that they're, the characters are like, this is a scary situation for us. Or, you know, establish that the characters are so bored, they don't care. But then if they're so bored, they don't care. Why should I care? Well, Yeah, I agree. Like this movie almost, um, it's like, don't any of the characters learn from anything else that has happened beforehand? Like they have logs, they have notes, they have recordings, like they study things. Like, why would you just go to a random planet? 
and and okay maybe if we, even if we forgive them for that why like continuously i don't know bring i, I i'm still stuck on this bring an infected person back into the ship that is how yeah. all of these problems start in all of these movies it's just <laughs> baffling to me leave yeah. them outside i know it's rude i know that it's you know yeah. not very you know team player like but you you have to <laughs> yeah you just and, okay Again, another comparison to Alien. That also happens, but Ripley tries to stop it. She says, I'm not letting you back on the thing. And there, immediately, the audience is like, okay. Or at least for me, I was like, okay, I really like this character because she seems to be the only one with a brain here. And then there's conflict that emerges because the other character, the synthetic, um, overrides that command. And you think, oh, that character is so stupid. But then you realize, oh, actually, that character had ulterior motives Mm -hmm. for overriding that um, here, none of the characters seem to have any motivations. They, like, I don't yeah, know they, why they're doing any of the dumb shit that they're doing. Oh my God. This was just like in Prometheus, how we didn't understand why anyone was doing anything they were doing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous because like, um, you're right. There was no conflict. There was no conversation about bringing this infected person back in. The one woman was just like, we got to get him inside. And she's like running with him. And like, they're like, yeah, I get him inside. Like nobody, <laughs> he's bleeding profusely, like from his mouth all over her shooting projectile yeah. blood. No one's concerned about bringing him inside. Like it's just, it's killing me. Yeah. Well, they had that great shot where she's about to reach for the, the, the comm link. And then she throws her gloves off because she's worried about about infection and then she puts the the thing on but you know it's it's and then but then she gets blood all over her face and she's still trying to stop the spread of infection i'm like if there is a contagion it's all over your face like what are you what are you doing at this point i just don't understand like unlock the door like the battle's over like what are you doing oh my god okay so then they get to the necropolis that's been totally decimated by another pathogen um that they're they don't know anything about yet and then we get even more exposition um about david and who david is and what he's been doing here and then he and um walter play the flute (laughs) oh my god that scene like i need to watch that whole scene again from the moment that david enters the room and goes he says something like you could feel me here or something. Walter's like, <laughs> no, he says you have a very light, light step. Light step or something. Like you have a light, you're light footed or something like you're, that. You're like an elf. <laughs> and and then they have this like weird interaction where it's... David is being unbelievably creepy. And <laughs> like, it's, there's no other way to read into it. I'm just like, why is this so weird? And then they play I... the flute. And the flute thing is a little bit weird to me because you can't just like you you need to know how to breathe to play that like you can't just like it, it, the scene frustrated me because david makes it seem like all that needs to happen is that walter just blows through the thing and you know david moves his fingers and whatnot but like he he says so in the very beginning he says um you need to shape your mouth in a certain way to create an embouchure and like that is true but you can't just learn how to do that instantly or for that long and yeah like and and you you need to learn how to breathe while you do all that like anyway that part like like the music nerd in me just kind of <laughs> got annoyed at that scene a little bit but then i was like they're androids it's okay maybe yeah. they are just really fast learners 
I okay, so I'm I'm interested. So I'm interested to hear what you make of that scene um, because you were you were laughing at it. And I know everyone laughs at the scene. I don't find it that um, I, I I don't find it terrible, and I don't find it cringe-inducing. But I think most people do, and so that's why. And I know that you were you were cringing at it, and so that's why I want to talk about it a little bit more. Oh. So what? Yeah, so I so I shouldn't say that I was cringing. It was more just that I was like incredulous, like like okay. about what I was seeing. Like that was my laughter. It was kind of just like confusion. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, okay, what's happening here? So David is trying to explain to Walter that basically Walter can learn anything that he can learn really quickly. And that creation is about like, something original and and that he can do that like that's why they play that tune because maybe it's like a completely original tune like, yeah I, is that what's going I on it, there i mean I, I i think yeah that it's a it's a statement on creativity and the fact that walter was not he's basically a piece of machinery who was not equipped with with creativity and david is trying to show him you actually do have creativity in you. You have an identity, yeah. even if you were not, you know, programmed with one that there is within your programming, there is the capacity for you to become uh, creative. And so that's when, when he lets off his hand, he finds that Walter can actually complete the tune, even though he hasn't been programmed. Right. The tune. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and I like, I like that aspect of it because Walter essentially says when he comes in, like, I can't play or I was not made to play or something like yeah. that. And in his mind, it's like, he wasn't programmed for it. So he cannot do it. And Dave is yeah. just like, actually, if you practice and <laughs> try, you can do it. And this is exactly like David in that conversation. I just realized right now what's happening in that conversation. David is explaining to Walter that as a synthetic being, he can reach singularity. Like, you know, yeah, actually learn something on his own that he was not programmed to do based on experience and practice. Like yes. that's what's happening in that scene. Yeah. But I think it it is hard to pick up on it maybe because there is that kind of what the hell am I watching? Because mm -hmm. I think part of the issue um, and is the kind of the way they use this as almost foreplay. Mm -hmm. And so you're trying to decode what's going on here. And, you know, I'm kind of like, is this, am I supposed to be like, I'll read gay into anything. And I'm like, I know, am I, I know. To be doing that? Or is this because of, of something else? And then I think by the time when, like when he says, I'll do the fingering, you're like, you're like, come on, come on. Know what this means. They had yeah, to like, know. What, did they have to, like, did no one watch this? Did no one watch the screen tests of this and be like, are we trying to make it gay or are we not? Like, like I could, like, I could maybe see Ridley Scott being, you know, 70 plus that he's like, what? They're talking about playing the flute together <laughs> with their skin. And that's what it means. This is not how Ridley Scott talks at all. But I can't believe that Michael Fassbender wasn't like, I'll do the fingering. <laughs> Oh my so, god. Okay, so, so you're fine. Right. Is it, that's is fine. it just, Yeah, like is it just because it's Michael Fassbender doing it that we like read into it as like as foreplay? Is it just his creepiness? Like I don't know. I don't know. And, 
and I never actually, so I don't play any wind instruments. So I never realized that that was just implausible, you know, that you, you were responding to it as a, someone who actually plays wind instruments that you're like, that would never work. Well, it just um, didn't work that quickly, especially yeah. if you know how to like breathe while doing it. It would, the sound would not be clear. Like there would be squeaking probably, but he's, yeah. so if we, if we suspend our disbelief, he's a synthetic. So, you know, superior to humans probably can learn in one second, but like, yeah, realistically that could never happen. Yeah. So, so I liked, I liked that. Um, except it also doesn't really quite work because Walter seems very perturbed and concerned by by David mm -hmm. um which we then see in a later scene where David is reciting Ozymandias mm -hmm. and misattributes it to um Byron Byron and um so we get the sense that there's something off with with his programming but Walter who is supposed to be he's designed to protect the crew isn't running back to the crew to be like, okay, guys, I just had this really weird interaction with David where he's trying to get me to turn on all of you. And he also seems to have a glitch in his programming because he's misattributing quotes, which I think means that his brain is starting to go a little bit mushy. Also because, you know, we've never had a synthetic who's been left alone for over a decade. So maybe we shouldn't trust him. No, no, he doesn't do any of that. He just keeps kind of like popping up places like and walking around and like not doing anything and while they're having these like weird conversations there are the neomorph the new aliens that are running around killing people and you're just like why is everyone so incompetent in this movie all of a sudden i mean not all of a sudden they have been the whole time but they've just been like it's like scooby-doo everyone splits up and everyone keeps like running into the monsters oh my god Do, don't you remember when we watched prometheus and we complained about the same thing we basically just said like halfway through the movie everyone becomes a massive idiot and like we don't yeah. understand like what they're doing anymore yeah it doesn't really like the only thing i could believe about this really is that walter is really thinking about what david has said maybe that's why he's not running back to like warn the crew he's like hmm they created us were their successors they're dying out do they have the right to colonize another planet um did you get the sense that that was that was a, a turmoil that walter was facing i yeah i got the sense that he thought about it a bit but i don't okay. know if he agreed with david but i was like he looks like he's considering it really interesting a little bit i never that's an interesting reading on it because i never read it that way i read it as walter is like holy shit david has lost his mind but he doesn't do anything about he, it he doesn't do anything about it so okay so maybe that's maybe that's an interesting but like can you can they lean into that a little bit so that there's a question where walter is kind of like hmm that's an interesting observation mm -hmm. that you know we we could we could rule over the human race essentially if we chose to because we are so vastly superior and we cannot die so well, why not be gods well yes but at the same time it's not that he wants to be a god like david just wants to be a creator like he was created and yeah it's not like there are a million synthetic beings that could suddenly take over but in well, his mind well well maybe there are 
Well, no, no, no. But I mean, it's it's funny that you say David doesn't want to be God. There are so many references to Paradise Lost in oh, this. Of course, of course. He's, but like all the time, he's like, "Am I Satan or am I God?" You know, uh, rule in he- uh, serve in heaven or rule in hell. Like it's all of these, um, you know, yeah, not that's, subtle. That's true. References. Honestly, I think that I just like. I think that I kind of blanked out a few times when those quotes were happening because I just like they annoyed me. I feel like I yeah. feel like uh, like quoting Paradise Lost and Dante's Inferno is just like the most overdone thing in movies ever. And I'm just like, just write real dialogue. Where is <laughs> a copy of Paradise Lost that he read this whole time? Like, yeah. just, just don't anymore. <laughs> so okay, so then. They have that weird exchange, and I have no idea where Walter fucks off to, but he fucks off somewhere. Yeah. And uh, th- then David comes across the alien creature after it's ripped the head off the other girl, mm-hmm. um, woman, sorry. And um, and then the captain, Billy Crudup, shows up behind David and sees David having a very friendly interaction with yeah. this alien creature. Mm-hmm. And then the captain blows it away. Yeah. Um, you, and you David, obvious. David's response to that s- makes it so obvious w- that he is not friendly to the humans because he's like, how could you? I was, it trusted me. You're, you're a savage. You can't do this. And, yeah. and then Billy Crudup is just like, okay, David. I want to know what's going on here. I want to have a talk with you about what's going to happen next, because I'm really curious to understand the situation. I'm going to lower my gun that I should be using to blow you away. And I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And he just walks off with him. And then they fuck off. Yeah. And then David's all like, Look inside this egg. It's totally harmless. It's totally safe. I swear to God, I believed him too. Like when really? Billy, yes, when Billy Crudup like literally puts his face in there and then the, the face hugger thing pops out. What did I say? I was like, he said it was harmless. <laughs> I believed him too. I felt betrayed. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God. at one moment, he really was telling the truth. And I was Why like, would you ever think that? <laughs> okay, so you would be dead in this scenario. Okay, I would have just like I wouldn't have hesitated a second because and but he the weirdest thing is okay, fine. B- Bill, Billy Crudup's character hasn't caught up. The captain hasn't caught up that David is is evil. Don't have the line where he says, "I met the devil," mm-hmm. and I am now asking you by transference, who I think is the devil, clearly, because I've already met him and I think you are him, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Don't have that line. Don't yeah. have us make it quite clear that this captain does not trust David. Like, have it be that he's just like, oh my God, I saved you from this alien creature. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And and then and then have the David say, let me show you some some more weird stuff or let me let me explain to you uh now that you've saved my life let me explain to you what's what's actually going on here or i haven't i haven't been entirely honest with you there's more you need to know or something um because then the captain is brought down and he's shown these eggs and he's just like i'm curious what's inside this egg yeah he's not like 
no, nope. I, this is nope. a step too far. You've taken me to the creepy basement. I've watched <laughs> too many horror movies. I know what's down here. Goodbye. Like, yeah. no, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to look inside. I'm going to look inside this egg. I think, I think this is the best course of action for the mission. It's yeah, really, really a good plan. Okay. So then he's, he's out of the picture. Then David goes back and, and um, we discover, we discover what finally happened to the main character from Prometheus, Mm -hmm. um, which is that he has, David has murdered her and used her, her genetic material to create all of these weird alien hybrids in combination with the black goo from, from Prometheus. I I was more interested in all of that. And I kind of wish we could have seen more because like. Me too. Because Me too. We have um we have Daniels like going through like some pages in a book and I'm like can we see more of that cuz that was weird. Oh, okay. This is where my real nerdiness comes uh comes out. You can actually buy a book of all of David's drawings and all of the production art of that oh, room which I thought was so beautiful and of course I have bought that and I have looked over it because it is just oh. the most disgusting gorgeous imagery you will ever see oh my Um, gosh the production design okay as much as i complain about it the production design in this movie is incredible like all of those scrolls that you're seeing in the wall have art in them yeah you could they could pull out any of the scroll at random and unfurl it and there is original art in those scrolls um all of be i don't they hired two artists um to create all of the david drawings in this and they had them going for six months and i think they were draw doing one drawing every two days or something and they were just going for six months and they were just populating the art in this um in this room oh man so there's all of this fantastic imagery of david just losing his mind going into his experiments so yeah, that's all very fascinating. I would have liked more of that. I would have actually liked a Prometheus 2 where it's Elizabeth Shaw dealing with David and realizing that maybe David is losing his mind. And then Yeah, that would have been interesting. Them talking about, like, wouldn't it have been a cool movie to even have them, like, going in, exploring the planet, like, talking about um, the idea that he has and having like a moral and ethical debate about it. And in the end he kills her and does it anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, that would have been a weird as fuck movie but I would have watched it. Like, I, that would have so been interesting. I, I, because I think the, the problem that I have is I think part of it is because of the fan reaction to Prometheus that they totally scrapped any plan they had of doing a direct sequel to Prometheus which now means all of the stuff in Prometheus, all of the questions, all of the things they were going to explore, they just abandoned that, which makes all of the problems I had with those mo- that movie even worse because there is no, there's no resolution at all amounted to nothing. And Shaw is like now the dumbest person ever because she knows that David is evil, but rebuilds him and gives him a body and he turns on her and kills her. Um, which I was like watching Prometheus. I'm like, why would you ever save David? He's going to turn on you. And then that's exactly what happens in this movie is he turns on her and or pr- prior to this movie, turns on her, kills her. And so we, n- we never get that. Um, and, and, but so then we have this new, this new scenario with these new characters, um, but they make it clear at the end of the movie that none of that matters anyways, because all of these characters are now going to be dead for the next, for the next movie. Um, 
anyways, so it's just like, why should I care about anything in this movie? You mean because it's implied that the remaining two characters are what gonna die? I mean, Pro- I, I mean, he said he said because he said at the, that moment where he's ch- becomes like a full blown mad scientist or discloses that he's a full blown mad scientist and is running around chasing after, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine Waterston's character, um, Daniels. He's running after Daniels, and she says, "What did you do to to Doctor Shaw?" And he says, "The same right. thing I'm going to do to you." Um, so presumably, once he catches her at the end of the movie, that's that's what's going to come right. become of her. Like he's gonna, he's not even gonna wake her up out of cryo sleep. He's just gonna start using her body for all these yeah. sorts of nefarious experiments. Probs. I I assume I don't know. So it's just like, what what are you? What story exactly are you trying to tell here? Well, yeah, I think the the way the movie ends is very much like, okay, so now the colony of human embryos is going to be replaced by alien ones or like the humans are done. He's just trying to destroy the human, not even destroy the human race, but prevent it from repopulating itself. And he wins at the end. So it's like, how did, how did this entire movie franchise like become about this one synthetic being that's evil? Like all of a sudden, like, I just don't get it. Like the first two alien movies, yes, they feature a synthetic character who goes evil, but like when that's done, that's done. It's not yeah. like the whole franchise is about. And now it's about I, this. I, I think, I think this, could have been interesting if there had been an overarching plan like if it had been from the beginning that it was about david's descent into madness mm-hmm. and eventually going on to create the alien species and i think there there is uh, it charitably you could read that as having been the plan all along mm-hmm. but i don't think there's enough plot in there mm-hmm. that it makes for an interesting movie like, yeah. I, I think it could be really interesting if it was about three movies about this one very singular synthetic who then goes on to create the alien species. Yeah, that would be really fascinating if it was three movies that like lead, lead you to that. But yeah, you don't really see enough of it in Prometheus. It's not explored enough. Um, and in this movie, yeah, it's made a lot more obvious, but he's already descended into the madness in this movie. Like that yeah, we, the next one. We don't get to see any of that because we're coming in so late because they're trying to basically do a soft reboot of, of Prometheus. And it's just like- So it should have been Prometheus and then Prometheus 2 and then maybe this. Like, yeah. because like you said, this skips the 10 year gap in between. Yeah. So, so, so like there's no- there's, there's all of these interesting sketches, interesting sketches of characters, interesting sketches of themes about androids reaching singularity, about um, humans' place in the universe, uh, about death and resurrection, about creation, about religion, about morality, about spirituality, about how we deal with all this in the face of a vast and unsympathetic universe. But I just don't care this is just not a uh, not a compelling, engaging story. Um, frankly, I didn't need to see aliens in this movie. I know it's Alien Covenant, but like I think it could have been just as interesting um, if we didn't see an alien. If we saw creatures like in Prometheus, where you're 
you're getting a sense of a scrambled DNA um, um, warrior hybrid thing, but it doesn't need to be an alien. Yeah, I found um, I found this movie really overdid it with like the alien CGI and yeah. all of the death scenes were just yeah. like really, really, really gratuitous to the point where you're desensitized from it, like in the first five minutes. So like, and I just, it, that's when the movie got into like an action genre for me because there are mm-hmm. so many scenes where there's just like brutal slaughtering of people and like so much CGI that you're just like, this isn't actually that scary. It's not scary like Alien and Aliens where you get the sense of someone being stalked by an alien. Like that is a mm-hmm. true horror movie because yeah. it's it's actually got all of those tropes. And in this movie, you you get the weird horror movie tropes, but like in weird ways, like the girl in the bathroom and then the couple in the shower. And you were like, this is Thank very God. Friday the 13th. Yeah. It <laughs> was a weird yeah. thing to do. Well, okay. So that, that brings us into like the end of the movie, which is basically the entirety of Alien told in about 12 minutes. How so? Like it's the alien is on board. It's hatched from the human and we right. need to, oh, we need to get it off the ship. And so in Alien, like obviously they have no time left in this movie because they've just spent an hour and 45 minutes doing all this other bullshit on the planet or getting to the planet and doing stuff on the planet. So they're like, we need to wrap it up real quick. So rather than having any scene like an alien where they're like, oh my God, there's this creature. What are we going to do? Should we like, should we just blow up the ship and run away or, or who's going to be next? And how are we even going to deal with this? It's literally, she wakes up, doesn't need her morning coffee, just runs down a hallway, grabs a gun and they're already, they have a plan. They're going to force it out the airlock and do, do all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not scared. I'm not, um, I'm not invested because these characters, they're like, we know exactly what we're going to do. We know, we don't even need to look up a schematic. We know exactly which, which doorways to close. And they're just walking like this is business as usual. And I'm just like, do you want me to be scared? Do you want me to care about this scene? Cause you're, you're just going through it so quickly and you're basically just doing alien in, in, in 12 minutes, but there's nothing that you are doing that alien didn't already do better. Like the CG isn't that great that I need to see more of the alien running around a ship. Um, the, the deaths aren't more um, scary. Like it's a stupid shower scene where the alien sticks its tail up behind the shower. Like, mm-hmm. like really, this is your way of trying to scare me. It's pretty lame. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I'm just, I just get so worked up about this movie. Cause I just don't understand what the hell they were thinking. Yeah. It's weird because I did a little bit of reading up on this movie And it was saying that like the original plan of the movie like was to flesh out more of the characters, like you said, to tie it back to Prometheus a bit more. And it's like, when movies come out, I just feel bad for like the person who had an original intention or vision, and then it just gets ripped apart by a bunch of other people. And then they put it in a theater. And it's like, (laughs) I'm still mad about the fact that like, they didn't have that first last supper scene in the movie. They should have had that. Literally, the movie should have opened with that. It's it's That's, a very I mean, different way to open a space movie. It's start just, with that. Start Don't with- start with David and Wayland. Um because I I I think it's a great scene, but I don't think it's the scene that needs to start your movie. 
Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's a little bit weird for a first scene. I think the last supper scene needs to be first and it really should just start right in the middle of it. They're just like hanging out eating on the ship. Yeah. No context even. No, I think that that would have been, that would have been been better. Um, There's all of the scenes. The weirdest thing is there's all of these scenes with Shaw, like with um, Numi Rapace that were shot that are available as deleted scenes um, that are not in the movie. Why not? Um, Weird. Well, because they don't really add to the movie. And I, I, I really cannot understand why Numi Rapace ever sign on to do it because you look at the thing and it's like, there's like 10, 15 minutes of material that she's in um, that was cut from the movie because they were just like, we don't know where, where the hell do you put what this she, in the movie? What is she doing in these scenes? She's like, she's, it's the scene, um, you see the other side of her um, singing the John Denver song. So, you know, we see the hologram version of it. Um, but they filmed the scene where she's actually singing the song and then she looks at David and she's like, oh, David, do you think the the, the engineers are going to be nice to us on their home planet, even though we, the last time we saw them, they were trying to wipe out the human race? Like, isn't everything going to be OK when we get to the engineer planet? And I'm like, where is this optimism coming from? Uh-huh. And um, uh, there's another uh, I don't know what the other scene is, but but not enough that. Um, you know, that there's a full-fledged movie there with that character. So I, I just don't know why she ever agreed to do this. And I just don't know, like, were these part of a original screenplay that was longer? I, I really yeah, I cannot know. figure out how this movie ever worked. Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird movie. Um, but honestly, I didn't hate it as much as Prometheus. It really? is less frustrating to me than Prometheus. But I don't know. I just remember watching Prometheus and being like, what the fuck is going on? Why are the characters all so stupid? Um, Charlize Theron, remember her? Oh, yeah. Ron, yeah. Why do I say her name like that? Um, remember her? She's like Waylon's daughter. Yeah. So where yeah. was she in this? Well, she was dead. Yeah, but like, where was she mentioned? What happened to her? What's going on? But she was dead. I don't remember. <laughs> she got crushed. <laughs> what do you mean she, she was got crushed by the ship? She what? She got crushed by the ship. Ru- Did that happen? Yeah, remember when they're like running in a straight line as the ship is coming at them? Uh-huh. And then Numi sees Charlize get crushed and then Numi's like, oh, wait a minute, I can roll out of the way. Ah, yeah, you know what? I blocked a lot of that uh, out because it's, remember I when- mean, Remember when they're running away from the ship falling on them for like 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> like that's how long that scene is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she's not she's not in the movie. Okay, yeah, um, she's dead. But like I just thought that she would have some presence because she's Waylon's daughter and he created well, okay, her and so she died. You know what I mean? That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. Like even a line of dialogue that talks about because basically the 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 Wayland dynasty is gone because his daughter is gone and Wayland is gone and uh, presumably this was like a major like it's basically like SpaceX so it's like if Elon Musk suddenly disappeared and his next in command mm-hmm. suddenly disappeared like did this have any impact on the company maybe not but like do you want to do you want to mention that like do you want yeah. a line of dialogue yeah. that Jason, I, I complained about this after we watched Alien. It's calling me. Why don't we know more about the company? 
those are the themes that I think are more interesting in an alien movie than actually the alien itself. I think the alien, the more you see of it, the less interesting it becomes. The Because for me, what really scares me about alien is not that is not the creature because it's clearly a guy in a suit. I know they go out of their way to make it look like it's not a guy in a suit, but it's this HP Lovecraft kind of fear of the unknown fear of a vast, cool, indifferent universe. Um, and there are things out there that do not give a shit about humanity. We are a speck in the cosmic soup that does not matter. That's the stuff I respond to. And it does not, the alien is just a way of crystallizing that sentiment in a life form. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, okay. you know, I think that the, I think that the Prometheus, like the black goo stuff, that just totally disintegrates your your DNA. I thought that that was a really actually effective um, metaphor for that as well. Um, and I and so I don't I don't need to see an alien. I I do. I'm more interested in how these people, you know, why are they why are they going on this colony um, mission? Uh, what's in it for? Or what you know why? What kind of a person does that? Um, how are they feeling about their place in the universe? Like. You know, David has that line about, oh, they're a dying species. Like, do they see themselves in those terms? Like, what's going on? Yeah, no, I, I'd like to know what they think about it. I mean, obviously, because of their mission, they are aware that they're a dying species and they actually want to help fix that. They wouldn't be there otherwise. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot um, of things I was, I was wondering about while watching this, like more just backstory stuff, because it seems like the colonist mission is done. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I mean, Mm -hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I just remembered what the hell was up with that whole scene with David thinking back on this thing where he was flying and blonde and destroyed a whole alien race. (laughs) What was that about? I, I, so which question are you asking? (laughs) What the fuck was that? Why did he do it? Or when did the, was that in the past? Was that him? Why did he do it? Who were those aliens? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's where they are currently. And that it was when he landed there, hmm. he, um, he like launched all of the stuff, but I agree with you. It's kind of confusing. Cause then you're like, okay, so he wiped out the city and then crashed the ship after like, why, why did that happen? What, why and why did he wipe out the city like what yeah like why did he, he didn't want to destroy a whole civilization he didn't want to talk to them he didn't want to he didn't want to engage with them like this is and what were those things that he let out of the ship those black like oh okay so that he, there's a brief line of dialogue where he says the black goo thing um it atomizes in the atmosphere and becomes like a um, basically a, a deadly gas that turns people inside out and chars their bodies and stuff. So um, this this black goo apparently has a billion uses. Like so, if you if you deploy it in the air, it it uh, vaporizes and becomes like a mist somehow. Did he know that? How did he know that? I don't know. Yeah, like that was all up on it. Like what? Like and the whole time I'm watching that scene, I'm like. This looks really cool. This movie's really into CGI. This movie's very beautiful. This movie knows 
how to do the CGI art shit, but does yeah. it know what it's talking about? Does it have a plot? Does it make sense? Yeah. This is okay. This is interesting that you that you mentioned this because this is, a, I think, the biggest problem I have with this series, um, which is that it's trying to deal in these big themes, these big ambitions of like man's place in the universe and contact with alien races, but it doesn't know what to do with the alien when it actually meets it. It's like a dog chasing cars because yeah. they're like, oh, contact with an alien species. Could we, you know, engage with this civilization? Like, could we have like a Star Trek moment where we go down to the planet and try to interact with them and, you know, see what's going on, see what their life is like. No, all we can think to do is kill them. Um, yeah. At the end of Prometheus, they awaken, they awaken this creature that's been in hyperspace for millions of years or thousands of years or whatever, and yeah. it wakes up and they have like two lines of dialogue and then it just kills everything. Like there's just no, there's no thought going into any of these interactions. It's just... Yeah things ripping each other apart and it's just like this is a waste of my time <laughs> you hear that listeners a waste of his time how many times have you seen this movie how many times because <laughs> i just i can't you keep i can't wishing, you keep wishing for you I, keep wishing that a good movie will happen i do i really yeah, do i know well this is what we thought of alien covenant and we're gonna watch Alien 3, even though Jason hates it. <laughs> I think I've gotten over it. I think I've gotten over it, but it's still... That, what's crazy is that you hate it, but like you have agreed to watch the rest of these movies. So I just wonder how bad this one actually is. Um, I, I have a, I mean, we could talk about this later, but I have a very strange love-hate relationship with this franchise where I basically, I only like Alien 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. uh but like have seen all the other ones and know all about the universe and read all of the backstories and and mm -hmm. i don't know why i'm so invested in this franchise because it's literally only had two good movies <laughs> um and the last time it had a good movie was over 25 years ago 35 years at this point oh my god oh my god whoa why whoa. am i still invested do you know but do you know what's really sad you know what's really sad I'm very excited if and when Disney ever bothers to reboot this with whatever it is they're going to do. Like, I will be there day one to watch it. I can't help myself. I'm infected. I can't. Yeah. I mean, this is exactly how I feel about Terminator. Like, there's only two good Terminator movies. One and two. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them are really bad. But I, I watch all of them. Yeah, this is like Star Wars. Star same. Wars peaked at Empire Strikes Back. They've, it's all been downhill since then, but I can't stop watching them. Can't stop, can't stop. This is this is what happens to us. Like some really good movies from the 80s just take hold of us. Yeah, so we might do a Alien 3 for our next podcast. I think that's a good idea. Sure, sure. Um, uh, well, actually, we should mention mm -hmm. that the idea for Alien Covenant came from... Um, a listener, which shocks me because it proves that we have a very rabid, if very small fan base. It's true. It's true. We have at least one, one listener. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
please if you have other ones that you're like okay please rant and and complain about this movie or please love this movie for the length of time that it takes you to talk about it uh let us know and we'll check it out please let us know um yeah alien 3 might happen and then alien 4 might happen which i've heard is the most ridiculous of all i i i actually prefer alien 4 to alien 3 um (laughs) they're both terrible uh, but Alien 4 is so fucking interesting and so weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on, uh, but I'm there for it. Cool. Okay. Well, this is the once over. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs>